Yo, 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 what's going on? Welcome back to the A Show with the Kings of Pro Wrestling Podcast. And we are awesome. It's episode 193. This is Justin here with Meals. Is it 193? 193. Oh, okay. All right. I mean, hey, shout out to us. Shout out to us. I don't I don't know, man. (laughs) I don't know what's going on. So here's the thing. It's it's a little early today. It's a little early today. I brought donuts yeah. in case. Oh, it's give me one. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's one ninety four. It's one ninety four. I remember this is one ninety. You did you did edit the last episode, so you probably still have one ninety three. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I did. I did. I needed. I needed. That. I needed some help. I knew I was. Oh yeah, I knew I was. But I was like, what one ninety three? This feel like a flashback. Um, yeah, but you know, it's a little early today, so we recorded a little bit earlier. Which means possibly Patreon people getting it a little bit earlier. Hey, I mean, you might want to, you might get some after lunch. I don't know, depending on where you're at in the world. Um, yeah. But you know, we're here. We're obviously doing. How was your How was your fourth weekend? Grilling anything? Oh, um, you know, American related. Nope, none of that. None of that was happening. Over the obviously none of that happened. I I did make some beef stroganoff. It was pretty good. Okay, um, that sounds very patriotic. Yeah, of course. But I, I went crazy for Juneteenth. I went crazy for Memorial Day. So you gotta have like, there's so many grilling holidays. Like I was bummed that I didn't grill for the fourth, but we got Labor Day coming. So I'm not, I'm not too, too hurt. This is true. This is true. Labor Day. The, uh, you know, I don't know. It, it, I don't know. I can't. The, the, these holidays. All fourth. Yeah, the fourth. I was just like, all right, whatever. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Oh uh, my god! As I peruse the the news cycle, it is early, so a lot of yeah. what we talk about is is still raw. You know what I'm saying? Raw feelings. Mm. You seen mm. this uh, Nintendo Switch thing? Yeah, of course. I saw it. Today. I, I can't believe they just rolled it out today. So like, by the way, ish. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I was expect unless there was a previous announcement that I wasn't sure of. No, of like. Look out, new Nintendo Switch model coming. You know, we're going to have a Nintendo Switch Direct or something along those lines coming Tuesday. This was like, I saw it on timeline. I was like, word? Looked yeah, it no. out. I was like, no, word? No. Uh, um, we thought it would be announced at the E3 conference. And if you guys on Patreon, uh, if you if you got our Patreon, you know, you, you, you heard that, then, uh, you know, you would have, you know what I'm saying? You, you would have seen me and Flo talking about it or heard me and Flo talking about it, but they just, they just put this thing out. It's, it's like, I understand like Nintendo, they don't have to do much to get people to buy their shit. All right. You get a Pokemon game. You you get a Pokemon game a year and you get like one main line. That's all I need, baby. (laughs) Yeah. You get one main line, but people have been rumored. Bloomberg had, had said this last year, late or early last year, there would be a switch pro. It would be an OLED mm. screen. It'd be 4K. It'd have more memory, better battery life, et cetera, et cetera. It'd be at a more premium price, which again, I would pay. People would pay for that because they know they get premium, you know, premium features and that games would, would utilize that. I did find it odd at E3 that if that was to be the case, none of the games that they showed off at E3 looked as though they would be outputting in 4K. And you know, I <laughs> you know, a lot of these things are going to 4K, and it's it just seems like okay, well, maybe it'll, it'll do that. And then today, out of nowhere, uh, two weeks after E3, bomb drop, boom, a Nintendo Switch OLED 
Very exciting commercial. Commercial tells you nothing about the specs. It's a wider screen, 7.1. Wider than like the Switch is like a 6 point something. Um, But even the commercial. All right. So, you know, I have a Nintendo Switch. I play exclusively Pokemon and my niece plays whatever other games that she likes on it. Um, But even the (laughs) commercial itself. And I'm not a Nintendo Switch hater. I'm not a Nintendo hater. I'm not anything of the sort. I like look at things from like a consumer the the mo- bare bone consumer because I don't play games at all. I've I, I, the last PlayStation I had was PS2. Like I don't play games at all. Um, but I looked at the commercial and I was like, "That's it." Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. bigger screen. Mm-hmm. It's gray. Ethernet. <laughs> like that's it. Yeah, we ain't got no more. <laughs> Ethernet port. To be honest, these these are all features meals that should have been in the first one. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, like all of this stuff. You you had people who were playing Smash, playing Fortnite, playing Apex Legends on wireless, my dude. <laughs> like the worst thing you could have you could even even be playing these games on. And right. now they're saying, okay, now we're gonna make you pay $349. And that's not even the worst part. Like, let's just be clear. The $349 does not promise you anything but the regular switch with a bigger screen and those features on the dock which the regular switch can use too let's just be clear here so the new dock that's that has the the, the land cable and all that stuff in it can be used with the regular switch that you have the regular degular there are no <laughs> internal improvements on this other than 64 gigabytes which should have been in the first one <laughs> should have been in the first yeah. one and the land port that's it in two colors uh-huh. I mean the the color is the worst part. The color <laughs> and the lack thereof. Like, why would you unveil it with a gray, silvery? Color? I mean, I, not even silver, just a gray color. Like, I, this was bad. This was real bad. I feel like in my Stephen A. voice like that. Um, I know no, that I really... Jeff. I know Jeff will listen to this. I love you, Jeff. This I is unac- Jeff. You got to admit, Jeff. This is unacceptable in terms of just like I know Jeff's gonna cop. But of like course. this is this is unacceptable for for a Jeff's lot a fly, of just a fly motherfucker. He's gonna cop anything that he he he, he does what he wants. I, I I've learned this from experience. To be fair, I'm just gonna trade in my switch. That's what I would do. I'm just gonna trade in my switch. That's because to be fair, it, get it. it. It feels less of a it feels less of a new model upgrade and more of a like <laughs> quality of life upgrade where it's just like okay. Now you can trade in your switch for a slightly better switch, and maybe you pay like a hundred bucks or fifty. I would hope it's like a hundred bucks, um, and pay here's the extra hundred bucks and get like you know. Here's my issue with that: is that okay, quality of life? You mentioned quality of life. There are no quality of life changes within the system itself. It, so it leans back like a couple more inches. <laughs> <laughs> like the actual eShop is still a mess. Um, yes. the, the the online service is still a joke. Um, the 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 arcade like you know how they had the Wii like you play old games on it. It's still they still drip feed it every month with bullshit from the NES that I don't want to play, and I have to pay twenty dollars every three months for this just to be able to play this, uh, and just to be able to get online, honestly, to do that. Joy Cons are still fucking gonna be broken. There's nothing quality of life about this other than the screen. Nintendo is an abusive relationship, Mills. I want you to understand this. There are abusive. I, I, 
I just like, I mean, if Pokemon was on PlayStation, I would be on PlayStation. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I just need, I'll be honest with you. I just need to play Pokemon. Like, I don't, I don't care how we do it. This is, this reminds me of like 3D XXL. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, but even that was, I guess it was faster. It was, it had games a little bit more utilized it. It. Games utilized it. Yeah. Maybe, like, I mean, maybe even like though 3D yeah. is like. <laughs> 3D was a terrible concept in like 2014. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's like, ah, oh, 3D. All right, we still. Oh, it wasn't even like real game. 3D. Yeah. And it was like, 3D is such like an 80s thing. You know what I'm saying? It's like, oh, and the movie's coming in 3D. It's like, what? It's going to be like this coming at you. What? In 2014, I'm like, you got PlayStations, baby. Like, what do we need? <laughs> do they, ever have, they don't even have 3D movies anymore. That's some first no. Part. But anyway, Nintendo, you done goofed. Uh, I don't know what you're doing, but I mean, you're gonna get money anyway. Yeah, I mean, they're gonna, you know, you gotta make it back. New two new Pokemon games coming out. They're gonna, <laughs> they're gonna make it back. <laughs> Let's get into no hose bar for the week. Really, really small week. It was a holiday weekend, so uh, you know, there won't be a hell of a lot. Big just popped up like twenty, like two hours ago. So, well, yeah, let's get into that right now. Um, Jay Uso. Uh, was arrested for a Jimmy Uso. I'm sorry, Jimmy not Uso. Jay is nowhere to be found. Damn. Jimmy Uso. I can't believe I just did that. <laughs> Come on, you prove Roman right. <laughs> my bad, my bad, Jay. My Ain't bad. not even gonna care. <laughs> my bad, my bad. Um, we so, so used to saying Jay, Jay Uso. I get it. It is what he, it is. He ain't been around. You know what I'm saying? He ain't been around. Uh, so Jimmy was was arrested. For a DUI, this is this would be what his third or fourth one? No, this is his. He was arrested for the second. Well, no. So, yes. All right. So here it's a it's a interesting story. So for the past since two thousand nine, he was well, actually was arrested for his first DUI, but he was arrested also before that. Remember, he was drunk and he was fighting cops. Yes, that so one. He was wasn't that. driving. <laughs> he was just fighting cops drunk. Um. I wonder if he had the Yeet shirt on during all of this. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I mean, let's not make light of this entire situation. He was arrested last night. If you're listening on Patreon, but if you're listening to this, it was a couple days ago. He was arrested on a DUI. Um, it was revealed this morning. I think who broke the news was it TMZ again? TMZ, yes. TMZ, TMZ will do it to you. They put you under some jam screen. Um. I have very, I have thoughts. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, you know, I have very, like, I don't want to say they're harsh thoughts. And the only reason why I'm saying these aren't harsh thoughts is because he's a multiple offender on this. Mm-hmm. Um, driving drunk once is stupid. Doing it twice I really would want to punch you in the face mm-hmm. because I feel as the situation, I mean, you could kill yourself or somebody easily driving drunk. I have no sympathy for people who drive under the influence because it's really kind of easy not to, especially in today's day and age. Like in the nineties, maybe you had to call a cab. Maybe you had to know a friend. Maybe you had to do all this. Maybe you had to take the public transportation. Now everything's in your phone. Someone can call you an Uber. You can get an Uber. It'll be a million fucking dollars since Uber is wilding right now with the prices. Um, you should be very, very glad you have a car. Um, 
Uber is wilding with the prices, so it'll probably be a lot, but you probably wouldn't end up in a situation that you're in now. I have no... For Jimmy Uso, who was called... This is a second DUI. Um, I look at it as... And, and and of course, I would I definitely want him to seek help because this is a recurring issue that has happened throughout his career. And I'm interested in WWE's take on it, even though their take last time was Jimmy Uso is responsible for anything, all his other personal issues. Um, but that also led to him, along with injury, being out for like pretty much six months out of the year. Um... But you're dumb. You know what I'm saying? You're, you're, well, I wouldn't say I wouldn't say dumb. I I, I think got, he's, I think it's dumb. I think it's dumb. I 100. But, think it's but dumb. here's the thing: as someone who knows a lot of people who deal with alcoholism, I'm not saying it, it's right. Okay, I'm not trying to like again be like, oh, oh, just give him a pass because he's, he's, you know, it, it's stupid. But people got to understand that there is a. It, it, there is a situation there where this guy is dealing with an illness, like a disease. And people feel mm-hmm. as though that alcoholism is like, oh, just stop drinking. This shit ain't, ain't fucking cocaine. You know what I mean? But the thing is, is that we don't properly know what this guy deals with on a day to day that's causing him to do this. Now, right. I get that it, it is it is absolutely a situation where, you know, you feel as though, man, what the fuck is wrong with him? And I get that. I get people being upset. No, no one's saying not to be upset, but I feel right. like people, people like taking it further this morning than that. Not just the jokes, which I think are just is just disgusting, but like further than that is like okay, now this guy has a problem. Let's let's hope he gets the help that he needs. And if that's the case, I do think his the company that he works for needs to step in, and they need to they need to make sure he mm-hmm. gets therapy and stuff like that. But alcoholism is something that does not go away easily. My father uh, is still, you know, a struggling alcoholic and late into Mm -hmm. his 50s and 60s. I had no friends that are alcoholics. It is tough, especially in his business where they they have head trauma all the time and they're always falling on their backs. You look at Jake Roberts and stuff like that. Like these are people that have issues and what they do for a living does not make it any easier. Mm hmm. I think um, in this situation, and there's no blame, but I, I do think WWE needs to step in at some point, and I think that they have in a bit, or they he's been required to go to rehab. I think at least once. Yeah. I yeah. could be wrong. I think he um, has. I think they have paid for his rehab. I I wouldn't even know where the first t- place to look for that, but I'm pretty sure. Right, right, right. Um, I think, and and once again, this is no blaming for him, but this is probably be a good situation to have him and Naomi back on the same roster. Because mm-hmm. I feel like in this sort of situation, and not to say, like, oh, my God, this was a... Because everyone's working at the Thunderdome. It's like, you're in Florida. The difference is you work on Friday and I work on Monday and we shared a weekend together in a hotel. Um, but, I mean, these are situations. I, I, you know, Naomi's out there wrestling on Monday night and has to hear about her husband being, you know, arrested for another DUI while she's out wrestling. And I think it could have been a situation that may have been prevented. I don't know if it could have been fully prevented, but it may have been prevented if she was there. And once again, I'm not blaming WWE for this, but I'm thinking of the situation of how we could improve this. And if if you have someone there who's supportive for him, maybe you want to have her there during this entire situation. So maybe I would vouch for putting Naomi back on SmackDown or Jimmy on Raw or something along those lines. Um... But I mean, I imagine how tough it is for her as well. 
because yeah. this is something that she's also had to deal with for a number of years. They've been together for God knows how long at this point, like yeah. FCW days, I'm assuming. So, you know, this is something that she has to deal with. This is something that um, his brother has to deal with, that his children have to deal with. And a kind of all. So I, I 100% get what you're coming from. Um, I don't know. It just still makes me kind of mad. And, I don't know. And, it, it, you're you're valid. I yeah. think you're valid. I, I think that, but I I just I just take a little bit of umbrage. And, right, right, of course. And they're, they're like, oh, like because because the thing is, is like, it doesn't take a lot for him to slip. It could be, it could be, you know, a lot of times they they say July Fourth weekend. Exactly that. Um, it, it doesn't take a lot for him to slip. It could be, damn, like I I don't feel like I uh, did a really great job on SmackDown. Or I feel like, you know, things are, are, are falling, but you know what I'm saying? Falling by the wayside. Like, I don't think I can do it. Like a lot of things could, could cause him to go off the wagon, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that he absolutely should not be able to get behind the wheel anymore. This is it. And, and I, I think that this is going to pretty much solidify that. It should, at least, I don't know how Florida gets down, but it, it should be the, the last straw for him. But I know Florida I, I, be weird. <laughs> Exactly, but I do think I don't, people are like, "Let's just take him off TV." I mean, I'm like, yeah, what's? But it's like, you know, who knows? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like, is it work? Is it personal life? They got to figure out what it is first, right. and once they do that, that's going to be helpful in finding him where he has to go. Like, like, I don't know what Naomi could do to stop this man from from destructing himself at this point. You know what I mean? And it's just sad. And, and I hope he gets help, but it's like y'all. A lot of people need to like, you know, really kind of look at it like, yo, like this is this, this happened multiple times. They need someone needs to step into this point. Like it, 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 it has to, it has to be the onus has to be on Jimmy, and it has to be on a lot of people to to stop him from doing anything that would harm that would potentially harm himself. And and I think that people got to like, I, I get, I get being mad, but I don't think there's anyone more upset than he is at himself right now. You know what I mean? Right. That that's the person who needs to be the most upset right now is him. And if he if he is, he needs to stop and get help. So who knows what he'll do on SmackDown this week? But yeah, pretty sad. <laughs> pretty sad. Yeah, it's pretty tough. It, it is a uh, that was not a great thing to kind of uh, you wake know up. wake up to. Yeah, yeah. Um, we got some tea. Some tea got spilled. Ooh, last week. Tea time in a while. Okay, all right. Got some tea tea spilled. Lana went on Talk is Jericho. You know what happens when you go in there. (laughs) You know what happens when you go on Talk is Jericho, bro. Did you listen to the episode? Absolutely not. I looked at the quotes. Um, (laughs) Absolutely not. So there was a lot of stuff that came out this Lana thing. I think I feel like the conversation is like far beyond. I'm glad that we were late for this for once. I Uh, I listened to it. I actually did listen to it. Um, You braver than the troops. (laughs) <laughs> no i listened to it because i felt like one there's a lot of uh perspectives about wwe i kind of like to look forward to continue to add on to my opinion on a person or it, it kind of what they say what they respond to it um i think the general feeling of the interview wasn't necessarily coming from a bitter standpoint um because especially considering she talks about very candidly about even the moment that she was released and kind of like a kind of a weight off her shoulders. Um, but even though she's very, very sad about it and she wishes a few things could have changed, et cetera, et cetera. Um, 
but it didn't help that she was like, oh, I got some big tea to spill. Like when, it, when it, you know, a couple of weeks ago, she was talking about big tea. Like I'm when I spill the tea, it's going to be crazy. That didn't help. But I think that was coming a lot from the post, like, you know. I just got released. Yeah, I'm kind of like sick about it. Um, but now I think it, it was a little bit cooler. It wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. It wasn't as inflammatory as I thought or maybe I expected. And I don't even know why, looking at kind of Lana's career, um, she's felt, I guess, that she's been, she's always had to prove herself, which fair. I mean, mm-hmm. you're entering a business, but yet you pretty much didn't really know much about it. All you kind of really knew was the sort of acting part you kind of had down. Um, but, you know... She's a she she's making herself in terms of the way it's sort of portrayed that a lot of things were fighting against her when she was trying yeah. to fight for her dream. And that yeah. that's and now we get into the quote that it kind of everyone's talking about. <laughs> yeah, the, the the big quote is that during Survivor Series last year, uh there was a spot. Remember, this is when Lana was getting put through a table every damn week. And she was supposed to go through the table of Survivor Series. Roman said, no, because I'm doing that spot in my match with Drew later on. And so they nixed the idea and the whole plan of the, the match got changed and a lot of things got changed in the match. And did she sound a lot more bitter about that or was it more like, you know, it is what it is? Because a lot of people She's, took that quote and made it to seem like she was trying to say Roman was a bad guy. So I think um, she in that situation came off similar to actually a lot of the views that I have in terms of WWE storytelling and the lack thereof or how they kind of wanted to change it around. She didn't get why. And she also states that Nia Jax was also fighting for the table spot as well because it made sense with their feud. And we realized that the Roman Drew thing is a major thing. Like, this is, like, a big part of our feud. They were fighting. TJ was fighting. Um, Tyson Kidd was fighting for Lana to actually get some offense in the match because they thought it was funny that Lana should not have any offense and shouldn't be in the match at all. At least this is from all her take like that. So I think her general issue was that she didn't kind of get the storytelling that there was. And she, she you know... There's a lot of references to Grey's Anatomy because she loves that show and a lot of different things. But in terms of the storytelling of like how it never fully like. Sometimes they can just cut things off and just there's no question to it. There's no rhyme or reason. There's nothing like that. So I think her general um, beef with it was the lack of the storytelling and more less more so of like Roman Reigns tried to big time me and said like we couldn't do this because like we're chicks or something along those lines Mm -hmm. you know um but to be honest in that situation I honestly I even feel like Chris Jericho at that standpoint um was probably like the game's the game you know what I'm saying (laughs) yeah I mean I looked at it like, yes, the her concerns with the storytelling are valid, but that is, this is a micro issue that I feel like she's turned into like a whole company issue. And that, I think that's where people got confused. If right. Roman doesn't go through tables a lot and you go through tables every week, wouldn't it, wouldn't, shouldn't they find a better story for you at that show than you having to go through a table again when Roman never goes through tables? Mm-hmm. And he, he's a bigger, like, he's obviously, like, a bigger starting. Like, people were taking it to mean 
They don't care about the women. And she, I think she says that in there. It was like, they make you feel like the men are more important than the women. I think she says in, in the, in the story. Yeah, she definitely did say that. Yeah. But it, it, I don't look at it like that. I feel like they should have just wrote her a better story. We always said that this, there should have been a better story with her. Right. And, and I think, and I think she, she also notes, I think they're note that they're trying to do something different for that pay-per-view as well, because Undertaker was retiring um, a lot of different things. So they were trying very much so different ways to try to spice it up. That's why the, the contingent of her not actually being tagged into the match the entire time was part of it. And the whole Bailey and Bianca and Naya and all those other things that were kind of thrown in it. They're trying a lot of different things. Even the table spot with Drew and uh Roman. Because yeah, there was a lot of things going on at that pay-per-view um that they were just trying to figure out. Yeah, I people are gonna take this out of proportion. I don't even know if uh many people I thought the interview was um it was I don't even want to say eye-opening because I kind of expected all of this from Lana, to be honest with you. It was more so very, very candid and kind of like the more candid than probably any of the releases that we got over the last year of, okay, here's where I'm at. Here's what I was told. Um, she said she was glad it was Laurinaitis and not Mark Carano. Um, <laughs> um, just for the reasons that I guess, like, I guess she had a closer Believe it or not, she had a closer relationship with Mark Carano than she had John Laurinaitis. And John Laurinaitis just gets to the point and says that <laughs> I'm here to talk about your 90 days. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, she says that she was let go. She was on vacation in Tampa with her family, but also staying in Tampa so she could train with Natty and TJ. And she was released at a pool party with all of her family there and didn't feel the need, didn't want to tell anyone, not even Miro or anything of the line, didn't want to tell anyone at that because of the whole situation I was there. Um, what else did she say? I listened to, I was listening to this actually, shout out to Robin Nelson. Um, I was listening to it while I was waiting for them because I went out with them this weekend. Um, but it wasn't, it wasn't bad. I don't think it was bad at all. I don't think it comes off as a bad look. I think a lot of, because of, you know, news stories and stuff like that, everybody likes to come with the most salacious point of it. Um, while I do believe, yeah, do I believe Roman Reigns said, like, yeah, we need to go through this table? Fuck yeah. <laughs> um, I don't think it was a big deal as a, everyone. And I think if you're a creative person, even if you're Chris Jericho at this point, even if Chris Jericho gets a table spot taken away from him, you got to make something else out of this. You got to make yeah. a, another opportunity out of this. Yeah. And, you know, she talks about her whole career, having the multiple boyfriends and stuff yeah, like I that. Don't care. I don't care about the rest of that shit. Or, uh, <laughs> <laughs> next up, uh, WWE is rumored, or allegedly, had uh, had a lot of interest in Moose before he, uh, or for, from Impact, obviously, Moose. Shout out to, to Moose there. Uh, before he re-signed with, with Impact. Do you feel like Moose will ever come to the WWE? Yeah, all of his friends are here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Does he actually have any more friends in Impact anymore? It doesn't feel like... I it. don't know, but he doesn't seem to hang out with them because <laughs> he yeah. just... He legitimately hangs out with Ricochet, Apollo Crews. Um, I think his friend in Impact is Rich Swan. Um, Ricochet, Apollo Crews, Tozawa. He's like with that little troop, that little group right there. But... Yeah. um. What do you do I think about, he'll ever make? What do you feel about people uh, who get mad at like Ricochet for uh, hanging out with, with Moose? Obviously, Moose has had a couple of uh, not too stellar 
to say the least things on his on his rap sheet in terms of how he's uh treated his ex-girlfriends before people are very upset that meal that uh ricochet is hanging out with moose i think you shouldn't hold professional wrestlers in high regard as you think <laughs> that you should no. um because it, it like it, it's hard to say but essentially i think a lot of things are performative <laughs> you know what i'm saying um i think a lot of things people just do to because they feel like they need to do it on the internet, but there's a lot of a gray area and there's a, I think people just need to. I mean, these are the same, they're the same people. Let people, Yeah. Let people do kind of what they got it. Let people do what works for them and you do what's works, works best for you. Because I think in in people in their situation, even if you want to, I don't know, I'm not trying to justify this shit. I'm not justifying anything. No, you're not justifying anything. I think that it's the same thing where it's like Damian Priest and Mark, Matt Riddle being friends, but they've been friends, and he's been open about them being friends. And then they they had a picture of them hanging out, and people were like, "Oh, I thought Damian was a good one." I'm like, bro, they have always been friends, and they they have always yeah. had like, pictures together. And and I think that it's like, you know, the 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 fraternity of wrestlers is it, it's a very small you know court. There are very few people that are outside of that. That, that just don't right. hang out together at all, especially in, they all work in Florida. You know what I mean? They all hang out. And I think that you would be really crazy to think that they don't have one skeleton in their closet, two skeletons in their closet. Like where, where, where were you, where are you going to stand? You know what I'm saying? Are Absolutely. you going to, are you going to completely write them off or are you just going to look at them as a performer on a television show? I don't want to get into these wrestlers, personal lives. I don't care. That, I truly try to figure out the least about wrestlers, personal lives, unless it, something that i can also like finding out that people love anime i love finding that out i love finding out wrestlers that love anime because it's so interesting to me and i love anime and i love wrestling so any cross between the two worlds i love that um all the other shit that people are kind of like diving into and 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 and, um and 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 kind of like leaning on i nah nah yeah i listen man that's that's what Ricochet want to do. He better handle that if were, wherever he want to handle. But it's in terms that's of me, what saying, I would say so because I think it was even even if it was something in our group, there's the issue with our group. We'll be yeah. boys. We're addressing that shit. Like at, yeah. at the end of the day, it's like no, you're not going to get off the hook, and this is why you're wrong and stuff like that. We're very good at holding ourselves accountable to it, and I would hope Absolutely. all of Every, too. Yeah, everyone in our group holds each other accountable for things that we say, even that people don't know about. You know what I mean? So, like. I would hope that Ricochet does the same way I would hope Sasha does to Tessa. The same way I would hope, you know what I'm saying, that Kenny did with his homeboy that he got that into that bullshit with a couple years. Here's my thing. I know there's a 95% chance that they didn't, but I would hope <laughs> that they didn't. Okay, so yeah, uh, Moose, I think he'll end up there sooner or later. I don't think that the, the situation that he had has right. ever stopped him from being in that company, to be honest with you. And I- and I would also say, I would also say this to people kind of listening. Um, don't hold on to stuff that if, if something is like directly affects you, that may be triggering or something along those lines. I completely understand it. Mm-hmm. But holding wrestlers to the regard and holding things against them, even if you don't like really kind of know them, 
and then like bringing it up all later after the fact like i knew he was like he was hanging out with so and so on or so and so forth etc cetera, etc cetera. like yo your life would improve so much better if you just stopped caring about that shit <laughs> like th- there's some stuff where i think a lot of your attention should be and i realize with most wrestling fans most of their attention is not where it's supposed to be why you care about what a nigga vote for it bro you already know i have these niggas republican bro you're not changing it <laughs> we're not changing the wrestling but like like cm punk done fucked everything up right we know he said cm punk yeah. said you can't change the world by sitting on your couch these niggas think they really can sit on, they can sit on the couch and change this business it's not happening your favorite. Oh, yeah, we gonna talk about um another person who returned this week, and I guess got a lot of uh got a lot of flack, got a lot of flack unnecessarily. <laughs> uh, but before we get to that, uh, real quick, uh, I don't know if you heard Tony Storm, Shotzi Blackheart, Karrion Cross, Bronson Reed, all trying on the main roster. Uh, Shotzi and Tony had a match, uh, a dark match on SmackDown last week, and uh, Karrion Cross worked a Raw dark match on uh yesterday or last night. So it looks very imminent, Mills, that. This is, these are the ones that are coming to the main roster. How do you feel mm. about? That? I feel strong. I feel good. I feel like, um, it's a good crop. It's a very notable crop, um, of stars that are coming up, and I hope that they all get kind of a, a strong showing. I'm assuming this is post SummerSlam. I'm assuming. I would imagine so. Yeah. Um. Listen, man. They need to take more. <laughs> they need, I need Raw and SmackDown to look completely fucking unrecognizable from last year. By I need EO. I need <laughs> I need Adam Cole. They need to take more people. This this is what four people. This ain't enough. No, this ain't enough. clearly not. No, there needs to be more. Bianca needs people. Take she a tag needs, team. Yeah, take, take only working. Take <laughs> bro. There needs to be way more people. The, the, these shows need to be unrecognized. Do you hear me, motherfucker? I don't give a fuck what Triple H says. It needs to be unrecognizable by September. These shows. I need to see Jeff Hardy versus random NXT guy as just a, and no longer Jeff Hardy versus Mustafa Ali or or Sheamus versus Matt Riddle or Sheamus or, or, or AJ Styles versus Matt Riddle. As much as I love it, listen, I don't need to see this match constantly. Yeah. And here's the thing, like, I, I do come in raw for attempting to put Mansoor and Mustafa Ali and gender. I, I do commend them for it. Cedric trying. and all this other stuff, yeah. I commend them for that. They need more, though. They need stronger personalities there. Those These guys aren't personalities to me. Well, other than Ali, these guys aren't personalities to me. I, I do appreciate that they're, what they're doing with Ali and Mansoor, though. I, I feel like they'll get a, a really good match in a, in a few. But that's happening but what's going to happen after the break is that we're going to talk about SmackDown and Raw on the week before Money in the Bank. We'll be right back. Everyone knows this is a precious family heirloom. It means the absolute world to me. But did you know the true story behind it? This origin story. I'm going to tell you. This sword is in fact made from the tooth of the Loch Ness Monster. Yep. Once upon a time, Nessie used to terrorize the local town, eat fishermen who were just a real salty bitch. Then a brave Scottish warrior stepped up. He stood in the end of the lock. He cracked his neck, shrugged his shoulders, knew it was going to be a showdown. He could feel it from his head to his plums, and he dived right in the water. He swam, he swam, and he swam until he came face to face with the beast. 
cinched in a rear naked the best he could. It was a big old neck, and he worked his way up that neck, and he fought, and he fought, and he screamed, Nessie, whoa, Nessie, whoa, Nessie. And he saw the opportunity, he saw a crack, and he slipped right through. And three, two, one, he claymored the tooth right out of her mouth. Hulk Hogan lies. <laughs> Bro, what the fuck is this man talking about? Hulk Hogan lies. <laughs> I, I don't know what the hell... This isn't promo class, bro. These, this isn't. Here's a sword. Talk about it for three minutes. This is a television show. What are you talking about? He, he what just are you have, talking about? He having fun out there. Stop. <laughs> your your idea of fun is not fun for the rest of us. Stop all your, uh, uh, you know. Yeah, you're Scottish. I'm sure when the Raw goes to the UK in September, people you get a Stone Cold Steve Austin pop for it. Now in the ninety nine percent of Raws, bro, cut that shit out. And now Jinder stole the sword and stuff like that. And now that's the whole reason why we got that whole sword promo. Oh my god, you know it's from Loch Ness teeth and blah blah blah. Oh, and I was like, are you fucking kidding? I, I me? liked where it went when Jinder took it. I don't like how we got there. You know what I mean? Like I, I feel like. Uh, I feel like they could have did this with just him saying, this is the most important thing in the world to me because it came from my grand, my grandfather's grandfather or something like that. And I would, I don't know what I would do without it. And then they do that. They had to put a hat on top of a fucking hat with that. And it's like, I'm trying. Loveness monster. I wrestled it myself. And I'm I'm trying so hard to be optimistic about where this guy is going and that they're going to, they're going to have something for him without this belt. And I am. I don't, I don't I don't see this as any indication of him falling off, but I'm just an indication of like, yo, you need something better to talk about because you're going to stop you and Kevin and your little <laughs> UK uh, connection with the interviews and stuff like that. Like, cut it out. Cut it yeah, out. Stop it. Stop it. All right. Um, let's get into SmackDown, man. Uh, I mean, cause there's not much to talk about. Not as much to me as Rob's a pretty pedestrian episode of SmackDown, to be honest with you. I'm trying to remember what happened. All I remember was the Yeet shirt. <laughs> I mean, you had KO and Sammy dropping a classic. Oh yes, that was a cl- it was a fucking classic, man. Like, yeah, that I mean, was a that was that was the best match that they've had in WWE thus far. I think so far. too. I think if you don't give them uh, commercials, then uh, it's, it's definitely up there. But as far as TV matches, it's it, it's far and far and away. And we it, just it, it, and I'm well, shit. You had Riddle, man. You had Riddle Xavier, man. I don't know. You had Riddle Kofi. But this one had so much, like, you you know, this had so, so much storyline implications within it. Not like storyline implications, but if you had been following Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn for their entire career, this match rewarded you in a lot of ways. For yeah. a lot of callbacks, for a lot of things. A lot of things that WWE just isn't going to do, like, on the surface. So they had to incorporate it within their match and their body language and kind of everything that they do. Even to the spot where um, Sammy picks up Kem- Kevin Owens and, like, um, you know, does the same thing that I think they did at Battleground and tries to get the same way. And then I think I think KO kicks out or gets his foot on the rope. And then the... Um, Ending the thing with the with the with the apron powerbomb. Yeah, the first thing that he did to him when he when he turned on him. Uh the storytelling masterful. Um, I think that these guys, I said it two weeks ago, three weeks ago, how the fuck do they keep doing this? And then they keep doing this. Uh and 
they I mean I, I thought they did amazing I thought they saved to me a largely like whatever episode of, of Smackdown I just thought it was I think they're they're holding out until this July 16th episode honestly where they're gonna have oh to yeah that's what Raw felt like too I was like yeah uh-huh. ah. I see what's going on <laughs> I see um, what's going on. Uh, no Roman he was I guess he was out for the holiday last Roman, weekend Ro- Roman was out I'm assuming he out looking for Jay that's what I'm assuming he's looking at because Jimmy Uso pulled up and was in his Yeet shirt, ready for some action. He was like, "Yo, I'm improving myself, I'm improving myself." And then he got flambéed by Edge. Um, just was a just a bad week for Jimmy Uso. To be honest with you, just yeah, a bad, he, bad yeah. week. Just a terrible, terrible week for this guy. Um, I, I'm guessing. I mean, we're going more for the push of Edge and Roman. The the bloodline storyline still going. I don't know. It seems to be a um. A down moment in the family drama to me. I, I think Jimmy adding Jimmy to it, I thought would be a lot more uh, interesting, and it's turned out to me to, to to like really cause more questions and answers as to like how they're really going to wrap this up if they're not going to have a Jimmy Roman match, right? Absolutely, absolutely. Few few things I want to ask about from SmackDown. Okay. One, what do you think of uh, Otis? He has gotten better. I'm not gonna say he like I, this is the has way that he, he has presented. he though. <laughs> that was yeah, a true question. <laughs> he's not doing he's not doing the caterpillar bullshit. He's doing he's doing like the the to me. I've always felt like I think I even said this on uh, the um, our Patreon. We have a review of the King of the Ring '96. I said we need to have more people book like Vader, and I think that not saying that Otis is Vader, but I I like the fact that that he is this big barreling juggernaut that you know no one could get through and no one could get past I, th- I think that the way he's being presented as a badass is something that to me is missing on that show the way that he's presented not that you know i know roman's the badass of the badasses but the way otis is presented is that yo this guy's a problem and and i like that he needs i don't like I don't like, who, I don't like who he's beating up but i like the way he's presented he needs something else he needs something that's going to be distinct because I don't care what haircut you get, he's still lame to me. He needs something else. He needs something. Maybe you put something under his eyes. Maybe you put something on his face. Maybe you put something. Yes. Something else. Just something else that says, okay, this is a character. This is somewhat like it that backs up the intensity that he has because he just looks mm-hmm. like a really angry, uh, chubby guy. Um, what do we think about broke Baron Corbin? <laughs> he broke. <laughs> it's the most interesting Baron Corbin has been ever, right? I I think that easily he, him going the extra mile, growing out his his hair, his beard, all of that stuff. He's adding extra layers to this. How that old me, is he? He can't be that old, right? But he looks craggly, bro. Like, but I mean, he was in he was in football for a while. All that. He's only thirty six years old. He's only 36. That's not bad. Uh, well, <laughs> he, well, yeah, I guess, I don't know. Brokenness will make you look older, I guess. I don't know. That or, you start uh, to get gray when you, when you turn, when you get your mid-30s. You start to get grays. I got I got a couple grays. Okay. Okay. Just so, <laughs> just so I know what I have to look out for. Um, Let's see. I mean, I mean let's talk about, about how they repoed his, uh, his G-Wagon. Oh, <laughs> yes. Let's talk about that during the oh, middle I, of a match. Okay, well, here's the thing, here's the thing about repo. Okay, 
I, I don't think WWE gets this. So it actually ends up making Baron look even worse. Because if you weren't paying your car when you were rich, there'd be no reason for them to repo. You would at least have a <laughs> nine games to have that car. So like a repo happens, that, that that's the nuclear option for a, a leasing company or car company, whatever. So it let, well, let's assume he paid it with cash. There's no reason for them to get, get repoed if he was that rich. So that means Baron Corbin had a car note. So the question is whether he was actually uh, <laughs> paying to own or leasing it. That's what I'm just saying, Mills. These, these aren't things that, that rich niggas do. You think you think little baby got a car note? <laughs> Shit, man. Listen, you, you think Lil, ask me? <laughs> you think little Wayne got a car note? Come on, man. That G wagon know how to drive. I'd be surprised. <laughs> like, like exactly. Like, I, like that means that he had a car note. So the, the question is, is that what was the terms of his actual lease or his actual uh, pay to own? So if that was the case, that means he was late way before he lost the crown. He don't need, it hasn't even been a month since he lost the crown. So at best, he has at least another 75, 90 days to have a late payment, in which case he could do a payment arrangement. So that means this guy must have been living so out of his means that he has no savings. He has no credit. He has no, nothing to his name. And he's not, that means he's not getting paid to wrestle every week. Yo, you barred him up real good. I didn't even get into that. I was just going to ask the question. It's like... Do you feel like the Shawn Michaels being broke story or the Baron Corbin being broke story is more now the <laughs> which Shawn one was more realistic? The Shawn Michaels being broke story had had gravitas because we know Shawn came from addiction and we know that he came from a really raw like a like a really like they rough talked path. about they talked about how his investment in a strip mall fell through. <laughs> That's some Ric Flair shit. <laughs> That's some Ric Flair shit. Right, it's some bad but, investments. He had an investment in a strip mall, and it just didn't work out. And and, and, you, and you know, but that makes sense. You can have an investment that does go tits up, and but the thing is, Baron, all he had was a crown. So that means that Baron must have been getting paid in lump sums of just enough for him to pay his mortgage, his car, and his watches, and his uh, expensive meat every month. <laughs> I like the storyline, but as an adult. It, it has a couple holes in it. We, I need a little bit more. Listen, listen, listen. <laughs> you gonna get Rock Nation Sports to save this nigga. Let's get, <laughs> let's get clutch. To save where, where, where is Jay Z to help this man out? I'm just saying. Like, we, I know about this shit. And the thing is, if they're taking the car as collateral, how far behind on his mortgage or whatever else he's been paying on has he is he is he behind on? Because the G wagon, I'm saying, it's, it's expensive, but it ain't enough for collateral at all. I'm saying. Mm. Go ahead. I'm mm. sorry. Well, he was, no, I mean, he was grilling barbecue tilapia this weekend, so I'm sure he's. Uh, <laughs> no, was he? <laughs> no, no, fuck oh, no. <laughs> that sounds good. Fuck no. All right. Um, Bianca Belair challenging Bailey to an I Quit match at Money in the Bank. I'm scared. I'm scared. They bro. gonna go ham. They gonna go ham sandwich on this one. Do you think she loses this? No, I think Bianca chokes her with her hair. <laughs> oh my god! Okay, okay, I got you. Oh, like like boss man is Bailey gonna go yeah. boss? <laughs> that'd be some wild reverse racist shit that people would go up for. <laughs> that'd be uh, that'd be the that'd be the black people beating the white people with Martin Luther King's uh, image over the top. <laughs> oh my god, that would be crazy. I do think her hair will be involved. I 100% believe her hair will be involved with the finish. Either Bianca getting choked out with her own hair, which would be terrible, or her choking out Bailey with her own hair and uh, you know, glory for everyone. But I'm looking forward to this. I'm looking forward to to this entire thing. Okay. Um 
elephant in the room. Yes. Zelina Vega returned this Friday night on SmackDown. I didn't see it coming. I didn't look at the dirt sheets beforehand, but it was I think it was announced like a couple of hours prior. Yeah, um, it was. Well, it wasn't announced that she'd be on Friday's episode, it was but it revealed. Huh? No, it was the reveal that she had signed or had been thinged or something else. Yeah, she right? well, we knew we knew she signed five months ago, four months ago. Um, it was right before Alistair got released. But um it was a it was it was revealed that she was gonna be a heel on SmackDown, but not that she would show up on Friday. So it actually was a surprise that she showed back up. Super surprised. She's in money in the bank, by the way. <laughs> and yeah, not live. Well, they, but the thing is, there wasn't enough. I mean, nigga, there's, <laughs> there's not enough women on there, so they, she had to be on SmackDown and in Money in the Bank because there was no one else that, that could be in on that on that thing for, but her. All right, the the elephant in the room is a lot of people are now giving Zelina Vega a lot of flack for returning to WWE. Her all of her over Twitch, all of her union talk, all the other things that kind of like you know that we talked about last year when she was let go right before Thanksgiving. Um, yeah. Seem to have disappeared. What are your thoughts on this, my friend? Hey, the people mad at this are the same people that say they don't watch Raw, but they don't watch Raw. So that's that's low stakes shit, right? High stakes yeah. shit is you leave, and we don't know the we don't know the terms. You know, we know what dirt sheets say. We don't know the terms of how she left. We don't know the conversations after she left. We don't know none of that. So we're going off of what a third hand source said, right? So that's another thing. Another thing with that is that. These people got to understand that there's a livelihood that some niggas just got to have. And if she didn't want to go to AEW, if she didn't want to go to Impact, if she didn't want to go to ROH, if she wanted to go back to WWE, they will take you back. And we know this. They will take you back. But you got to play what you got. Anyone with a job got to play by the rules. Whether you're an independent contractor or you just like there's people that literally have to follow rules every single day, whether they're dumb or, you know what I'm saying, dumb or not. You got to follow the fucking rules. And she didn't want to follow the rules, so they let her go. And she came back and said, okay, I'm going to follow the rules now. They let her back. Why the fuck am I getting mad at her about that? Mm. Why, am I, why am I getting mad about her? It is a TV show. Meals, it is a TV show. It is a TV show. I'm very, I'm, I'm, I'm perfectly fine with her not having these conversations with Andrew Yang on Twitter about <laughs> unionization. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, first of all, fuck Andrew Yang. And then second of all, like... She's fine. She's much better. You guys value her as a mm-hmm. television character. Let's leave it as that. And if you value her so much, then support her on the TV show that she's on. And if you don't, support that's fine. That. That's fine all too. Her cosplays, all the other stuff like that. Like you know, listen, man. The Twitch, the Twitch shit. But I, you know what I heard? I'm gonna let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. I heard this. I heard. I don't know who said it. They said, "Oh, she makes more on Twitch than she do in WWE." I remember that. I remember that. That was the first thing that came up to my mind when, and I was going to bring it up. And then I was like, you know what? I don't want to be hateful and bitter in this moment that we should be celebrating Zelina returning. I don't want to be that guy who was like, haha, y'all thought, y'all said that she was making more money on Twitch. And she, if she can continue to make this amount of money on Twitch per month, then of course she's going to be just fine and won't need the WWE. And I was like, yeah. if you y'all don't, don't have get a, it, though. Nigga, I think we yeah. did the numbers breakdown. Yes, <laughs> we, we did, did it on an episode. Breakdown. No, we did it on the we did it in the, we did it in the chat. I don't think mm. we did it. In the, we did it in chat because the thing is, is that uh, um, I think that uh, Twitch breakdowns and stuff like that, you'd have to be making and have to be having a lot of subscribers and a lot of 
uh, a, a lot of um, people who follow you, subscribe, get your merch, shit like that, in order to even break even on what you're doing on that. And I'm pretty sure that that's not as guaranteed as what she gets paid a month. A month. <laughs> guaranteed. <laughs> those tw- those subscribers can drop off after a month. And you'll be less $5. You'll be less $10. You'll be less $100. What are y'all talking about? What are y'all talking about, bro? Don't know what they're talking about. They She's not new. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not trying to knock her hustle. I do still think that they, they they need to come up with a with a alternative that these people can still do Twitch and cameo and shit like that. Well, they come up they came up with the, with the cameo thing already, so there you go. Listen, well, come I on. ain't paying seven hundred seven hundred dollars to see no goddamn Alexa Bliss, bro. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. Um, yeah, but, but no. I'm I'm not, I'm not mad at Zelina. Get your money. I see people saying, "Well, she's the only breadwinner in the house." I'm like, nigga, Alistair probably still has mad money. That does not look like a man who spent all the millions of dollars that he made in WWE already. House will be back before Christmas. Yeah, he, he says like he, he says some shit like, "Man, I, where I'm at right now, I don't think WWE. I'm gonna come back anytime soon." I'm like, "All right, nigga. Well, you know, do what you got to do. Right, I love yeah. you still. I love you still, bro. But do what you got to do, nigga." Uh, Zelina, she lost. People were like, "Well, she came back to lose." I'm like, "Nigga, what was She's Zelina doing?" The money in the bank. <laughs> Someone said she came back and lost immediately. What the fuck was she doing before she left? She was losing <laughs> <laughs> all the time. We need someone there to be a heel and to do what she does best, and that's talk. Why do you think she's about to get booked like Becky Lynch? Get off the boo-boo. They, they, you know what's funny about her return? Is that she returned and, it, and, and nothing else shook. <laughs> they went, they was doing exactly, the, it, it, was, it was business as usual when she came back. They didn't, mm-hmm. act like she, they didn't act like she was gone for a field trip for a couple times, for a couple months. <laughs> that's it. It's Zelina. We haven't seen her in a couple months. <laughs> We don't know late November. (laughs) Take the roll up, nigga, and and keep going. I don't understand why y'all so mad about this person that that, like y'all supported so much, and now she went back. You don't support her no more. I hate people. I hate people. But but you want your ex girlfriend back? Get out of here. I'm out. Let's go. Let's go to Monday Night Raw. Let's go. So, go ahead. Yeah, you you take this one. It was a bit of a downgrade this week. I'll admit. I thought the last two episodes of Raw were actually pretty damn good. This was a little bit... I, I felt the three hours this week. Um, Riddle remains the biggest baby face on the show. There was just a lot of awkwardness. Like, the opening segment was awkward. Like, when Riddle got thrown off the ladder and everyone just kind of stared at him and didn't say anything. Right. I feel like someone forgot their line. Um, and why was AJ... Well, I get I get why AJ and almost was there. Because if you look at the... If you look at the actual like thing, besides John Morrison, who I don't even think John Morrison is that much of a heel, there's no real heels in, <laughs> in this match. They've just got like popping niggas who obviously going to get pops because this is their first pay-per-view back um, in front of a crowd. They want people to be loud as hell. So they've got all the we are in pop- we are popular in front of people all stars in this match. There are yeah. very little heels in this match. John Morrison is only the only thing that kind of qualifies as a heel. In this match, and he's not even that real heelish anymore. Nope. Um, so I understand why they did that, but yeah, it was very, very awkward. I mean, the last hour of Raw, I definitely had on mute the entire time. It's just, it's just weird that they went. It's almost like the whoever was uh, writing Raw for the past month went on like vacation and wasn't back, and he was on PTO still because all of the freshness of it was like, like, why the fuck is Cedric losing to Jackson Riker now? 
Um, why the fuck was that match even? Oh, happening? they lost still. Yeah, they lost, and um, <laughs> like it, it was just weird. It was just so fucking weird. Like you get Bobby back, Randy's still not back. I'm like, I think I think Randy being there is is a large part of why RK Bro works. Um, not that Riddle. You know what? I I think they're doing a good thing with Randy not being there because I think it takes off too much attention of Matt Riddle being in this match, yeah. and the looming possibility that he's going to kick him <laughs> soon um, for him being in this match and Randy not being in this match. So I think a lot of the focus being on Riddle makes this work and Randy being out for whatever reason just, you know, makes this work. Yeah. Okay. I, I'll, I'll, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. I, I, I do think that it is more, if he shows up on raw next Monday, I'm gonna be upset because I feel like him showing up on, on money in the bank. And then we we saying, okay, the turn is happening and he doesn't do it would be really awesome. I think I think that would be a cool moment for the fans at least to be like, oh shit, this gonna it's gonna happen. But no, he goes full RK bro and helps Riddle out. I think that would be really cool. But um in in terms in, to help Riddle out then to turn on him later would be a really cool, a really cool thing to do. Or like I think really long term is like you let Riddle win it, have him cash it in, and Randy screw him out of the cash in. And then that leads to their feud. That'd be strong to me. Um, what 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 are we doing with Charlotte and Rhea? There, it, it is very clear that they have no clue what to do with these two women. They're two heels trying to outheal one another, and the crowd just isn't feeling it. And they're gonna blame it on that. Oh, they're two heels, not the fact that it's just kind of like this is kind of stupid. Um, <laughs> uh, but they're two heels, and they're trying to outheal each other. They're trying to make us believe that Rhea is this like kind of this you know, can just be as bad as Charlotte and Charlotte is trying to be as bad as she wants to be. And no, I don't, I just don't care. I really don't. I don't even think if there were people here, people would care. You know what I'm saying? Get them away from each other. That's how I feel about it now. Get her away from Rhea right now. If y'all don't know what to do, the thing about Charlotte is that they gave her so much that meals, there's nothing else for her to do. There's nothing no, else. She's gonna be Charlotte. on SmackDown. She's gonna be on SmackDown after SummerSlam. I guarantee it. Good. She needs to go there. Raw's not working for her. And the Raw's not her best show to me. It just yeah. never it never has been. Get her away from from them. But it's like it's it's like the all the four four horsewomen in the same way. That's why I was saying earlier, get more people from NXT. There has to be more people. Because they have to start putting these 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 women over now. Yeah. No, I think I think we're gonna get after I think what we're going to get after SummerSlam, I think Charlotte's going to move over to this. Um, Charlotte's going to move over to SmackDown. I think Sasha's going to stay on SmackDown, believe it or not. Um, I think Bailey's going to move over to Raw. And I think Becky will be on Raw. Becky well, will I, be back after SummerSlam. And that I, will I open think, up the room for Rhea. Rhea and I Becky. Think, um, I think that Bailey kind of even hinted at it, right? Where she was just like, if I say I quit, I, I'll quit. Like, SmackDown. And I think that, yeah. that that's where they that's where they should go. Um, I don't. I, I I'm just very I'm just very adverse to like the way that that it just seems like we're like it. And, it, and here's the thing: Raw does feel fresh at times when you have Viking Raiders being featured, Cedric Alexander being featured. Um, you you have Riddle and and Art. Like it does feel like a fresh show at times. And then like there's weeks like this where it's just like, what what do y'all what, what what's going on? Why am I watching this? Should I just skip to the go home? Because that's what I felt like this week. I was like, should I just no, skip to the? No, that's what. 
that's legitimately how I felt like too. I was like, they're just waiting to weekend in front of people. I was like, y'all got a week and a half to wow me, but I don't think you're going to. Um, because <laughs> like they're like cleaning up the Thunderdome. I'm sure they got some screens on the floor at this point. They was like, yo, we gotta start getting ready to get the fuck out of here. Um, I think probably the only the only major part of Raw I enjoyed. Well, one I enjoyed. Despite its stupid finish, I enjoyed the Ricochet versus John Morrison match. I think they have tremendous chemistry with one another. Um, yes. I'll be a break dancing. How do you feel about Riddle, uh, not Riddle, uh, Ricochet pop locking? <sighs> you know, he's trying. <laughs> <laughs> it was better than last time. I felt, when, go ahead. I was triggered because if you remember, this was a similar thing. Remember the time he got owned by Drew? Yeah. Like in the ring? That same was situation. what I got memories of. It was the same. I think it was the same people in the ring. <laughs> mm-hmm. So he was walking down and Drew was there. I was like, oh God, he's about to say something stupid. And then he just spelled out his name. And I was like, did you did you think we know not? I was like, you know what? Fine. Whatever. You know. He's trying to, he's trying. God knows he's trying. Um, I like the eight-woman tag team match. You did? I did. I did. Because you you want to know why? These are a lot of these characters we haven't seen interact with one another, like Nikki Ash, even Marie, Dewdrop, um, Naomi. Because you remember, we, we just came off of three months of Naomi and Lana versus Mandy and Dana Brooke, trading wins until the end of time. And then having a match against Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler, and then losing, and then restarting the process. So... To see all these women in the ring, fresh as hell, I could tell, were you on the same page as me of, you could tell from Eva Marie's lockup that she still ain't shit yet. Oh, she's awful. <laughs> she's awful. Everything that involved her was her breaking up pins and uh, getting thrown out the ring, all, all the whole match. I think someone had pointed out that like Shayna was like yelling at her because she was in the wrong spot for like a spot or something along those lines. Oh my god! Um, no way! I, I did notice that. Yes, she was out of position a lot of times, and it's either you want to chalk this up as her like that's her living the gimmick, or chalk it up to like you know we got to get the storyline to get Piper up the up the because this that's what it is. Like we're we're getting Piper up leveled here, and we're using mm-hmm. people to do it. And if that's what you want to, you know, think that this is, then we're gonna have to deal with this for, ne- for the next couple of weeks until they break up. So, like, we gotta deal with it. Do you feel Alexa Bliss as a face? Is this? Are we heading in this direction? No. What are we doing? Tweener. Tweener. Yeah. I like it. I like it. Tweener. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. It's a different character. They've kind of like butted her off from Bray, so that part doesn't matter anymore. Um, now she's just a weirdo like the rest of them. Like you look at Oscar, Naomi, um, Nikki Ash, and her, and it's like okay, the four, <laughs> the four weirdos wrestling all together. Um, I didn't mind it. I didn't mind it for some reason. I just didn't mind this eight woman tag. It was fresh to me. <laughs> it was one of the rare fresh things on this show. Um, no, they are filming the go home right now. <gasps> F Raw, last Thunderdome show. They're filming it right now. Wow. They can't wait to get the fuck out of there, man. Well, they got they gotta get the fuck out of there. The the actual contract is up, I think, Friday. So uh yeah, they, they are they're done. We're done with the Thunderdome, man. Do, next week, do you want to have a best of Thunderdome? Joe? Um, yeah, why not? Best of Thunderdome. Um 
yeah, we can do we can do all that. We can we can definitely do the best of Thunderdome era. I think um, this will be. Now, are we including best of Thunderdome? Are we including the PC in this, or we're just the Thunderdome? Uh, Thunderdome. <laughs> we okay. we we could have did best of PC last July, and we chose not to. We're not doing it now. Oh, yeah, the, better, the sooner man. the better. Yeah, nah, man, nah, bro, nah, not at all. But yeah, that that was raw. Um, a little bit less. I think I think the match was still there. Oh, we didn't talk about Kofi the the main event. We talk about that. Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> I didn't really watch it. I don't you know. <laughs> It was fine. Won, right? I, yeah, I, 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 it was fine. I, I think that again, uh, just get to the match at this point. Sometimes they, I mean, you know, what's weird is like people get mad when they only have like two week build, and then like when they give them like six weeks build, it's like, oh fuck, I just want to get to the match. I'm kind of like, yeah. Question: This is unrelated to what you're talking about. It's kind of related, but unrelated. Do Lashley's ladies leave the Thunderdome with him? Oh, they're gonna have to pay for their flights and their hotels. And stuff, huh? <laughs> Are they Thunderdome? Do they die next week on the show? <laughs> I I do think it would be cool if they, if they showed us all the women from around the cities that they go to. But the Columbia, South Carolina, huh? I don't know. <laughs> nah, man. Some of them girls used to them checks, man. They get a little too. <laughs> they get a little extra dialogue and all those stuff like that. Nah, oh. they. They don't like be leaving. Where we going, baby? <laughs> we we gonna see. We gonna see, bro. We we're gonna see. I I think it would be smart to, to to continue to present Bobby in this way. So um, yeah. So we try and get some Houston girls for the Money in the Bank weekend. Um, we'll. I mean, we'll see. We'll see if them girls get traveled around. I'm gonna be surprised. Listen, hey. Y'all better give them names if y'all gonna fly them out. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you do drop yep. two. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, let's wrap it up. Let's wrap it up. Thank you guys for uh, listening to the A Show. Next week we're gonna have a best of Thunderdome as well as our predictions for Money in the Bank. It's gonna be quite an interesting prediction show. Uh, we should have the full range because every uh, qualifier, uh, the last qualifier, is on SmackDown this week, so we'll know who's in the match. I feel like that. I feel like we're not going to. <laughs> Oh my god! It's like it's gonna be one more. There's a SmackDown. There's a SmackDown right before it. So I just feel like we're not going to. Well, there's supposed to be two. Uh, there's supposed to be uh, Nakamura and Corbin. There's two left on the SmackDown side. So I'm pretty sure there's gonna be one more invisible, uh, blacked out person before we lead into uh, next week. It was, I guess it's gonna be a surprise. We'll see. But uh, it's yeah, gonna be wait, wait. Next week it's gonna be well. This Friday on SmackDown is gonna be Cesaro versus Seth Rollins, which I could have gone without again so yeah. soon. Um, and then also Shinsuke Nakamura versus Broke Baron Corbin. Um, so that should clear up the two spots for the women. Hey, they still they literally only fill two spots. I'm sure one of them is going to live. Yeah. Are we assuming one of them goes to Sasha Banks? I would imagine it would go to Sasha Banks and have her return on that Friday, and then just give her a spot. And I think Sasha will probably win it. Watch it end up going like Natty or something. <laughs> no, well they. I mean they look to be. They look to be shoehorned in a few with uh, Mandy and uh, what's her name. So we'll see. We'll see. We'll let you guys we'll know. See. We'll, we'll see. see. Yeah, yeah. But, we'll uh, see. We'll see. Um, brand new episode of Invasion Diaries coming next week, Monday as well, which will feature myself and Dion. Um, we're going over the heel run of Stone Cold Steve Austin. And to be honest with you, on this episode, Dion makes a very good point on my 2001 might be Stone Cold Steve Austin's best year yet. Hey. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, makes a, he makes a good point he makes a really really good point 
and that Kurt Angle Stone Cold Steve Austin match is one of them. The Kurt Angle Steve Stone Cold Steve Austin match, the three stages of hell match, the Rock versus Stone Cold Steve Austin at WrestleMania 17. Listen, a lot of bangers that year. A lot of bangers. He makes a very good point. I'm just, that's I'm gonna leave you that for the episode. Subscribe to the Patreon, patreon.com backslash the A show RNC. There we go. And we have uh we got a new we got a new Patreon show coming up uh called Legendary Run with myself and Cyrus, uh chronicling Kenny Omega's 2016. So uh that should be dropping next week. So you got you got mm. if, you, if you don't got the Patreon, I don't know what to tell you, brother. You gotta get on that joint, man. Just five dollars to sign up and get all of this extra content. But as always, you have this version of the show. We have a free version and the Patreon version, but you know, we, we love the support and we love to give you guys this great content. So uh thank you all for listening. Uh and obviously, you know, you can follow us at the HORNC on Twitter. And uh yeah, please be safe. Uh, we're rolling into the hottest months of the year. You know, New York has probably melted down, I would hope. But yeah. uh <laughs> listen, man. Long you ain't got no holes like Adam Pierce over here. All right, here we go. No, no Adam Pierce slander. Uh we will see you guys next week on the A show. Uh peace out. <laughs>